Welcome to the Lost Boys and Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabriel O'Sullivan, and joining me is my homie, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and this podcast exists to help men who may have traveled a same or similar journey. So we are in a series now called True or False, God is Good. This is episode three. Uh, you want to make sure you check out episodes one and two, because they'll certainly lay the foundation for this episode mm-hmm. And uh, just starting out, I'll just say in the episode two, Will made a reference where he said something to the effect of, if, if God says it, then you can trust it. And that made me think of Flavor Flav and Public Enemy. Who of said, course, because every time we think of God, we think of Flavor Flav. Yeah. Well, some of us do, Will. <laughs> and uh, they would say, can't trust it. But that's not what they were talking about. They were probably talking about government entities and bro, man and banks and this kind of thing so um yeah anyway, i don't know how you're gonna yeah. how you yeah. gonna redeem me how talking we? about yeah. flavor flay we, we can just end this episode go straight to episode four yeah <laughs> uh, i love flavor flay thanks love. for joining us guys we're gonna leave now yeah. <laughs> just lost all credibility yeah. but anyway man uh, for those of you who are tracking with me on 90s here. rap um <laughs> east coast rap uh, yeah, so how are you going to redeem that, uh, Will, and jump into something serious I'm after not I just talked sure. about? No. Uh, <laughs> the lifesaver, the flavor. Let's see. Um, nope, don't have anything. I was I was going <laughs> to pull something really cool, but lost it. Um, so in a completely uh, bumpy transition, not a smooth one, <laughs> let's talk about how God regenerates and sanctifies us <laughs> once we become believers. Uh we just we talked last time about total depravity and how humans can't do anything to earn our salvation and how God's grace is effectual in the sense that when Jesus died on the cross, that was everything that was needed for us to become believers and for us to have our sins paid for. We didn't have to do anything or earn anything or say any, any magic words or anything like that. We just trust God. We submit to Him and His Grace is good enough for us to be made into believers, and that's good. That's what we're talking about here is is God's goodness and how we can be thankful for it. And the next thing that happens once you become a believer is that you start being regenerated and sanctified. And sanctification essentially means being made more like Christ. So taking the the old you, the the sinful, the selfish, the the liar, you know, the the lazy person and unloving person and making you more like Christ, making you more thoughtful, making you more loving, more patient, more kind, you know, all the fruit of the Spirit. And that's something that, you know, it starts immediately after you're saved. And that's an expression of God's goodness because <clears throat> we are we were made in the image of God we were made originally Adam and Eve were made to be perfect to live perfect lives sinless lives and Adam and Eve made a choice fell to temptation since then humanity's been tainted by original sin which just means that our hearts are inclined to evil rather than being inclined to God and to good so we will naturally make the wrong choice more times than not and regeneration and sanctification is God through the Holy Spirit working in our hearts and our minds and turning us back to him. And it's like he's 
it's like we our heart is a compass you know and we've got true north is one direction and through original sin and through our experiences and the way you know we've been like the compass dropped and beaten and kicked and the face is cracked and all that it's like god is is fixing that he's working out all the the bumps and the dents and he's fixing the cracked face on top of the compass and slowly that needle is turning from you can you can see this if you're on facebook live or youtube but you can't see this if you're on audio so sorry but if you're if you're pointing way over here to this side of the room god's slowly just through generation and sanctification bringing that compass back to true north and pointing that needle back where it should have gone and where it would have gone had we been perfect like christ from the beginning of our lives and that's it's good one because it glorifies god it's good because it's good for everyone around us that we are we are kinder we're more loving we're more generous and ultimately you know glorifies god because it allows us to be witnesses for him and if we are if we become believers and we go out and we do all the exact same things we did before, that's not a great witness. It doesn't tell people, you know, you tell people, God changed my life. And then you go back out to the party and you drink 40 beers like you did the weekend before. They're like, cool, yeah, he really changed your life. You drank 39 last week, so he made you more of a drunk. Like, you know, mm, right. <laughs> and if you, if you live your life in a way <clears throat> that through the work of the Holy Spirit and the way he's changing your heart, instead of going to that party and drinking, you don't go to the party or you go to the party and you can be a witness to your friends and go and hang out and have fun and show them like, you know, Hey, you don't have to be drunk to have fun. That's when we are witnesses for the goodness of Christ, for way he has changed our lives and we can be messengers for him and help others understand who he is and what he does to bring sinners to him. And so there's, there's a ton. We could spend this whole podcast talking about sanctification, but Gabe, I'll let you say some things, but just the fact that we don't have to stay stuck in who we are. We don't have mm-hmm. to stay stuck like like Paul <clears throat> says, the you know, the heart is willing but the flesh is weak, you know, that whole idea like I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do because I'm a broken human. We don't have to stay stuck in that forever. We have the promise of Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts that we can become more like him over time. And Second Corinthians five seventeen, you know, speaking of Paul, he's writing to those Corinthian believers and he says, you know, um, behold, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm. The old is gone, the new has come. I may have put mm. the behold in the wrong part there, mm. but but what he was saying there is that we are new. Like you mm. said, we are regenerated. We are made new, mm. right, in Christ. Not because of what we've done, but what he's doing through us. And then the the sanctification, like you said earlier, that's his spirit working in and through us to make us more into Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. Now there's a little bit of a both and because it's mm-hmm. obviously God's spirit changing us, cleansing us, working things new in us. And then what's our part in that? Well, our part in that is just trying to develop that relationship, right? Just like you would mm-hmm. develop a relationship with the, with your spouse, you know, when you were dating her, like you got to know her, you talked on the phone to her, you spent time with her, you hung out with her, you got mm-hmm. to know what she liked and didn't like. And, and this is the same way with the Lord. How do we do that? Well, we spend time with him in prayer. We spend time reading his word, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's how we get to know him. Mm-hmm. And so part of that sanctification is us putting in some effort 
Mm -hmm. Right. So that way we come to know the Lord more. We get to know more of his heart and his desire by spending time again with him in prayer and with him in word. Right. Mm -hmm. That way he's changing us through both. Mm -hmm. And so that's um, and out of that comes, again, different attitudes, different behaviors, even like different Mm -hmm. priorities. I know certainly as God has hopefully um, helped me to grow more like him through the years of my relationship with him, you know, he's. I'll say one thing that he's definitely changed in me is like having this uh, very materialistic mindset uh, in my 20s, right? Where I look mm-hmm. back at some of my goal sheets and it was like, mm-hmm. have a Lamborghini, have a Ferrari, have a, you we know. All, we all want a Lamborghini at some point. <laughs> that you know? is true, yeah. right? Have a, you know, own this and own that and have this and have that. And, and it was just, uh, you know, like as I've gotten older uh, mm-hmm. then, and uh, as Steven Tyler says, you know, Great every time I look in the Tyler, every yeah. time I look in the mirror, all these lines on my face getting clear, <laughs> right? As that's happened to me, mm-hmm. uh, I think God has changed my heart to be like, man, like is that really what you need, right? Is that um, mm. or or is there something even better than that? Mm. So, so yeah, it's a little, it's it's the Lord working through us, but then it's mm. us putting in our part, you know, having some skin in the game, mm-hmm. so to speak. And that transitions perfectly to our next one, but I just want to stop and say, because I'm 32 and I know who Steven Tyler is, there's probably some 21 or 22-year-old here who has no clue who that is. And that I'll, is tragic. I'd like to wonder and how I, that and makes I'd you like feel to say, gay, you know? That is what's wrong with America today. <laughs> we can, I'm going to get on my now political soapbox. Now this is Gabe's soapbox podcast. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> but yes, to transition perfectly into the next point, which I ruined with my comment, you just talked about how you know, sanctification takes some work from us but that doesn't mean you know the next point is justification by faith alone and we've already talked about you know god's uh god's salvation through christ is effectual he does all the work so if you go back and listen Mm -hmm. to episode two we covered this probably in more detail than we're about to but i did want to throw that justification by faith alone in here right underneath sanctification for the purpose of you heard us say in episode two we are a different religion. We follow a different religion, a different faith than others because we don't have to do anything to earn our salvation. And what Gabe just said might sound like, oh, we do have to do something. And one, there's a fine point that sanctification isn't earning your salvation. So there's that distinction. But also, we we don't have to do this work out of our own power. It's not mm-hmm. It's not something that we are sitting here, you know, we're gritting our teeth and we're, our knuckles are white and we're just sitting here like, I want to be more like Christ. I want to be more like Christ. I want to be more like Christ. And then it happens. Like this is a, it all comes from, it's initiated by God through Christ's salvation. The spirit comes and lives within you and the spirit is initiating your desire to read the Bible, your desire to go to church and be with other believers and sing songs to praise God when before you're a Christian that maybe sounds like the dumbest thing you could do on a Sunday morning rather than just sleep in and enjoy your weekend and he initiates that that thought that turns you know it's almost like he's changing your brain chemistry to make you understand things you used to do like Gabe just said you know the materialistic things you wanted you know the the parties that you went to the the people you're running around with He doesn't make you hate them, but he makes you hate the way you prize them in your life over anything else, over your family, over, you know, providing for your future, over loving God. 
and he allows you to see clearly the most important thing once you're a believer is to build the relationship like you said Gabe with the person that saved you mm-hmm. and with the hope that you have through him you're you're not getting your your ticket or your fire insurance where it's like oh I'm saved now cool thanks god now I'm going to keep going to this party keep doing what I'm doing you know I'm going to keep drinking I'm going to keep doing this and that it's oh I've been saved everything about my entire life has been changed now I want to you know, dive deeper into my relationship with the Lord and know who this is who saved me. Mm-hmm. And that's all something that we're not doing out of our own power. It's the Holy Spirit is working to change our heart and give us the ability to choose good things. When before, when we are choosing good things or think we're choosing good things, it's ultimately for selfish reasons. It's for things that benefit us, whether it's, overtly I'm going to steal money because I get more money or if it's I'm going to be nice to this person because I like the way they make me feel when they're around you know like there's there's some ulterior motive and the Holy Spirit working in us and allowing us to choose good things is is not of our own power and it's not it's it is a distinction between us and other religions so that I'll let you yeah I was just saying that goes right I mean, and again, why is that happening? It's because of what you said earlier about justification by faith alone, that God declares us righteous Mm. because of what he has done for us, Mm -hmm. you know, through Christ. And so right there, like that's the starting point of that. It's not us doing anything. It's God saving us, right, through faith, through our faith in him by by his grace Mm. And that then he continues to work in and work out our salvation, as, mm-hmm. the, as the word says, mm-hmm. in and through us by his Holy Spirit now working uh, in our lives. Mm-hmm. And again, that starts when we place our faith in Christ, mm-hmm. when we are justified by him, by his grace. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's a, it's just like you said, that points to God's mm-hmm. goodness, man. Like mm-hmm. he's so he's so good to us. Mm-hmm. Right. To be so um, to be so forgiving and loving and. Mm-hmm. And man, you know, this, how does this apply to us? Like we're talking all this theological stuff, but how does this apply in our daily lives? Like I think about like me as a dad, like my goodness, how God really got a hold of me last week and just, um, you know, telling me like, man, you got to chill out about mm-hmm. your kids. Like mm-hmm. they're not, you're not perfect. You ain't never been perfect and your kids ain't going to be perfect. And you got to be okay with that. Like, and like, so it was just like, God reminded me like, Hey, be more like me and less like you. Because Mm -hmm. in your old, in your old way, you used to think that you could be good enough to earn some kind of favor from me. And so, uh, that's not true. Right. Like I lavish my love and my grace on you and my forgiveness on you just out of the goodness in my heart. Mm -hmm. And I get, I cut you a break, like a lot of breaks. Mm -hmm. So you need to be not so demanding i would say in your thought processes about about your kids like their kids like mm-hmm. you they, they're gonna screw up just like you screw up every day and and um it just made me more thankful for for the lord and for his kindness to me and it's just really impressed upon me as a father as a husband as a business owner you know with employees working under me like yes we have standards right but we don't we 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 can cut people more breaks probably than mm. I do cut them, you know. Mm. And so it was um 
that's something that just I think God was really working on me this week in this in regards to justification by faith, you know, sanctification, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, like I said, we we talked a lot about God's effectual grace in in episode two. So if you're interested in more of you know, how that goes along with justification by faith, check that one out. So the, the next point there is the atonement through Christ. And again, we discussed this a little bit with, with total depravity and effectual grace. But this just means that the fact that Jesus died on the cross means God was willing to give us a perfect sacrifice for forgiveness of sins. And we don't have to do anything ourselves. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to accept that Christ is the Savior and, and the sacrifice that makes us not have to do anything, but then we have to go further and do something. We have to earn this. We have to, let's say we have to go towards the <clears throat> sanctification, and if we only get 40% of the way through, through our sanctification in our lives, then, oh, nope, sorry, Jesus' sacrifice was good, but you didn't earn the rest of it. Like, no, our, our salvation has been bought, has been paid for, has been delivered, and we don't have to do anything to earn it because we were in wrong legal standing with God. Jesus came. He stood in the gap. He took our penalty, and he said, you know, I'll, I will take his punishment. I will be guilty, though I'm not guilty. Jesus received our punishment, and now that, that punishment has been given out. You know, it's like a it's like a concept of double jeopardy kind of thing, you know, like God has punished Jesus for our crime, and he's not going to relitigate for that crime. You know, it's yeah. we have we have been made right with God through the atonement of Christ and nothing that we did. And so just the the fact that we we've kind of covered some of this already, but the 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 goodness of God in providing a sacrifice, you know, he from the very beginning, you can see that you know, even in the garden of Eden when there was the first sin when when Adam and Eve turned from God there was blood required to cover that sin and you know and to for God to cover their nakedness and to cover their sin you know and not wipe them out and start over with two new humans he took an animal and he killed that animal and so it shed blood and made clothing for them and you can see that all throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament that there was atoning sacrifices made there were atoning sacrifices made you know daily weekly monthly and then yearly you know at at uh, passover after the whole story of the exodus where you know that where passover began but there was something every single you know week every month every year where the israelites had to come had to bring sacrifices and had to pay for their sins and essentially it's almost like paying rent for your sin you know the way that the sacrificial sin sacrificial system was set up god was a good god in the fact that he even allowed that to be a a system you know we can you can be critical and you can say well god wasn't good you know why did he demand they kill all these animals you know or like why did he keep them in this suspense or why did he you know make them do this weekly and I can't answer why Jesus came when he came and he didn't come earlier, but God was good in the fact that he even gave them this option. You know, He could have at any point in history said, you know what, you've been giving me sacrifices for a long time, but 
yeah, I'm tired of that. I'm just going to wipe you out and start over with some new perfect people and we'll mm. be good. But he gave them the ability to atone for their sins through these animal sacrifices that they were to give with a willing heart. And you know, he talks about he doesn't, he doesn't want the the burnt sacrifices he wants you know the the sacrifice of your heart of your love for him mm-hmm. and, and of your contrition over your sin but then he came and he gave Jesus who was you know, his son a divine being who was perfect who was God came died took our sins upon himself and that covered all of our sins forever uh, all the sins we, from the beginning of time, even the ones that were covered by animal sacrifice, to now, mm-hmm. and to whenever he comes back, all of humanity's sins, every person that becomes a believer, their sin has been covered by Christ. And just the fact that God did that, I don't know how you could call it anything but good. That's right. And mm-hmm. one thing, uh, I want to take it back a little bit to that Garden of Eden, you know, when to God, like I said, he had to kill this animal to make them coverings, is, mm-hmm. you know, is, is what it what it talks about there, because man had and woman had just covered themselves with leaves, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they, that was something that they were trying to cover mm-hmm. up their, mm-hmm. their shame that they were feeling before God, mm-hmm. right? And God, again, in his goodness right there, he's like, ah, oh, you, you tried, mm-hmm. but this isn't very... Mm-hmm. Good. Like this isn't going to keep you very much covered from the elements, and mm. it's not covering you completely, right? And so he steps in and and fixes the situation, right? Not not because he had to, but because of his kindness and goodness, he mm. wanted to um, help cover our shamefulness. And he realizes that in his presence, because of our sin we will feel and be shamed, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Because not that he's shaming us, but that's just the way we feel, right? You, it's just the way, mm-hmm. it's, the way it's going to go. You get in front of a holy God, and you're going to be like Isaiah, who says, you know, woe is mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Uh, for I'm an unclean man with unclean lips, and, un- and a mm-hmm. whatever of us, what is he saying, a it's nation of unclean people. people. Yeah, yeah. Unclean so and yeah. that was just the response that he had to being in the presence of a holy God. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of God's prophets Probably mm-hmm. a pretty solid dude, right? Mm-hmm. Probably his sin list was short and, and his good mm-hmm. list was long. And so, but mm-hmm. he still, in the presence of a holy God, felt that shame and that, that mm-hmm. woe, you know, that like, oh, junk, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. God understood that. And so he initially steps in and, and says, look, I got you. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just pointing to his goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the last point we're going to discuss today, something we haven't really talked about, but we discussed maybe slightly with, with covenant faithfulness in the last episode, but this one's called Perseverance of the Saints, and that sounds weird. Perseverance is a big word, and saints sounds like Catholics, but stick with me for a minute. That just means that God's goodness ensures that when we become believers, when we are truly saved and the Holy Spirit has entered our heart and we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that that's the end of it, that we're, we're safe, we're not our salvation is not going anywhere. We're not going to be, you know, it says in the Bible, you know, no one can pluck me from, no one can pluck them from my hand. You know, Jesus talking about, you know, the ones that I have saved, no one can take. You know, I'm not losing any of them. And he, he says that in the Bible as well, that 
there's no fear that you know I know there's there's other religions there's I would I would uh, I don't want to get into that but I say I would, I would argue maybe if you if you don't believe in this this could be a you know a core doctrine of Christianity that you know whether you are uh, Orthodox Christian or not but there are other faiths that claim you can become a Christian but then you know if you die before you you ask for forgiveness for your last sins you know if they're bad enough or if you whatever you know if you if you're out of right relationship with the church community or you know all these different things that you can lose your salvation essentially i guess it comes down to like if you committed a bad enough sin and didn't do something either you know, physically do something to make right make it right or just ask for forgiveness then you're going to hell mm-hmm. and that's a one we believe that's wrong but two that's just tough because it goes back to what we talked about in, in episode two with you know not having the assurance of your salvation you're always living in fear of like what happens if i lie to my wife and get run over by a bus mm-hmm. like god's promised that i'm going to heaven but like if i just if i tell my wife yeah i'll be home in 20 minutes and i was actually planning on running to the store or pick something up to buy her a gift for a surprise party you know like a completely innocent lie if there's such a thing as an innocent lie mm-hmm. you get run over by a bus god's like sorry man you lied i'm taking my salvation back like that's mm-hmm. not the way it works that's not what we believe and you know and i had a, yeah. I had a yeah i had a conversation with a dude last weekend mm-hmm. to that effect and he was saying how you know he was like man i'll go to my bishop and and confess my sins uh teenage stuff mm-hmm. you know and <clears throat> and he said i i would come away from there instead of feeling like better you know like i had confessed and been forgiven he was like dude he would just ream me out and talk mm. about if i keep sinning like this then i mm. should i deserved excommunication you know mm. which would mean you don't get to go to heaven mm. like we're kicking you out of the church you got no chance like you're gonna be cast into outer darkness as, as mm. and uh so that that is not true right mm. we do not we, we believe again like you said that god's goodness mm. is going is going to hold us in his hand, right? Mm-hmm. And we can't lose our salvation. Mm-hmm. But I think the question is, is do you have salvation? You know, there's a lot of, as we say down here, down south, there's a lot of good old boys. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, I believe in God. I went to, mm-hmm. I went to VBS, you know, mm-hmm. when I was seven and mm-hmm. I, you know, got, got dunked, you know, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, me and God are good, you know, and, and I don't know, like, I don't know their heart, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I can't judge them, but it's like, what's, What's the pattern of our lives? Is our allegiance to Christ? Is our allegiance to ourselves? Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, only God can judge me. Mm-hmm. As Tupac said, "Dude, you Great got theologian Tupac. Yeah. You got you got Tupac and, and Flavor Flav in the same episode. And Steven Tyler, right? And Steven Tyler. This That's is a like, bonus episode. Yeah, this must be bonus. Yeah, this, this is, is going episode. to patrons only. No, we don't have patrons, but if we did, this would be just for you. Yeah. There you go, man. That's awesome. <laughs> but no, I mean, just to, to wrap a bow on this one, you know, we we have a good God, and you know, hopefully, if you're a believer, you already you already know that. But we we know this is a podcast for men who've lost children, and you know, you're in a, a tough place in your life. It's a it's a valid question, uh, one that we think our God is big enough to handle and to let you wrestle through. You know, this terrible thing happened to me and my my wife. Is God really good? You know, mm-hmm. like I, I think that is a reasonable question to ask because, you know, if you can't ask a question, you can't wrestle with it, and if you can't wrestle with it, you can't come to a conclusion, you can't learn, 
anything about calculus or about you know God, you know whatever the situation is, you've got to be willing to ask questions. And I, I think the danger comes when you uh, when you let some negative influences slip in there and tell you lies about God. But I don't yeah. think that there's any sin in questioning it. So we just wanted to do this this quick three part series here and just assure you guys, you know, that, that God is good from the beginning to the end and, mm. and just the way it worked out. I didn't necessarily plan it this way, but the way it worked out on my notes here, you know, the first point we talked about in episode one is God as sovereign creator, that he created everything. So from the very beginning, the fact that he, that he created it all is good and shows his love. And then the last point here is perseverance of the saints. Again, that was, that was a God thing. That wasn't me, but that's, in the end times at from the time we're saved all the way to the end our salvation is sure in god and there's no fear we don't have to worry about anything we know he said it we can believe it and at the end of time at judgment day our name's written in the the lamb's book of life and we're going to heaven because god said so so same thing applying to what we've been talking about is you know, if your child died, miscarried, stillbirth, you know, young child, we've talked about that before, the whole age of accountability thing. God has ensured their salvation there in heaven, and we don't have to fear that. There's mm. there's no uncertainty in our God. You know, what he said will come to pass. So just wanted to encourage you guys with that. Man, that's good stuff, man. And thank you, Will, for putting together these notes. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. You know, this is the Lost Boys of Found Fathers podcast, and we appreciate you joining us. Uh, you can certainly make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can check out my books. That will be done. Put a question mark at the end of that. Subtitle is Trusting God in the Midst of Suffering, Pain, or Loss. Or my second, most recent book, which is called Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. You can find that one on Amazon, uh, BarnesandNoble.com, or Apple Books. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in Him.